Latoya has her small purse strapped across her body and had not brought a coat, so they didn't have to stop to pick anything up on their way out. Once on the sidewalk, the toy shivers and rubs her bare arms. Here, he says, removes his blazer and drapes it over the toy's shoulders. He barely notices the autumn breeze biting into his exposed arms. Aw, thank you, the toy coos, and then pulls the blazer more tightly around her body. I don't want you to freeze, though. She reaches out to caress his left bicep, which is now exposed by short sleeves. No problem, he says with a shrug and then rams his hands into his hip pockets. It was October, after all. It was pretty hot in there. Besides, the place we're going is just a few doors down. Mind if I stop off at my car so I can grab my phone? Sure. Thanks, it'll just take a sec. He nods towards an alley on their left. It's this way. I always park in a restaurant lot in back. Hell of a lot cheaper than parking on the street. The toy thinks nothing of entering an alley with a complete stranger. Further proof that she was going to be almost no challenge at all to bag and tag. In the glow of a street lamp at the mouth of the alley, she notices the blue-gray cobweb tattooed around his elbow. Hey, that's some pretty cool ink you've got there, she says, tracing a fingernail through the intricate pattern. Thanks, he replies, chuckling at the toy's deadly naivete. Did you get it around here? No, I got it when I was living in New York. New York? The toy squeals and hops up and down a couple of times on her high heels. Oh my god, I fucking love New York, even though I don't get there much anymore, thanks to fucking school. She takes hold of his left arm, desperately, as if he had transformed suddenly into a lifeline to a better world. Didn't you love it too? I mean the theater, the shopping, the sheer energy of the place. Oh, I wasn't in the actual city for very long. I spend most of my time upstate, working in a little town called... Attica. Nice place? The alley's gloom hides his smirk. It's not an act, he thinks. She really is that clueless. I did what I had to do, but it sure was great to get back home. I'm from around here originally. Although her face was mostly hidden in shadow, the toy's groan was a signal that her eyes were probably rolling. My condolences, she grumbles. Hey, come on, he risks scaring away the toy by reaching out placing an arm around her back and drawing her in close. This place isn't so bad, is it? I mean, sometimes you just have to create your own excitement instead of having it provided for you, right? This statement had evidently not alarmed the toy, because she places her head against his shoulder and then made what sounded like a sigh of contentment. This was almost enough to make him think that maybe, just maybe, what society defined as normal behavior might be enough to satisfy his urges and carry on with his life in the same manner as the millions of other drones who, the movement of a shadow off to the side of the alley put an end to this line of speculation, and he had to quickly shove the toy away from him so that the now solid shadow had room to thump her on the back of the head with some sort of small object. Even so, he felt a sharp pain in his shoulder from a glancing blow. It took him less than two seconds to get over the shock, just in time to see the dark shape of a large man delivering a second and then a third blow to the toy's head before she went down to the cold, damp pavement with a grunt. He sighs, rips his coat from the inert form at his feet, and then fixes the still anonymous attacker with a scowl that causes two blue veins in his forehead to engorge with blood. You're late, he said. The attacker pulls back the hood of a dark sweatshirt, revealing a pale face of middle years that had been aged even further by hard living. His bald head has the blue tinge of having been shaved rather than natural hair loss. I'm late, 
he hisses back. Hey, pal, you're the one who was just strolling with this little queef on your arm. Like you didn't have a care in the... You let us get too far. Now how the fuck are we supposed to get her from here to my car? He looks down at the deactivated toy in size. He sees very little sign of blood in her black hair. Which is one stroke of luck in their favor. She couldn't be more than a hundred pounds. He says, stroking his upper lip with an index finger. And then nods agreement with his own decision. Get her ready. I'll pull up as close as I can. Hustle. As he walked at a brisk but not panicked pace out of the alley and into a large parking area that serviced several businesses, he could faintly hear the screech of duct tape being ripped from its roll. But there was so much city noise. Traffic, sirens, music from inside clubs and cars. Traveling on the night air that he figured that this tiny sound would probably go unnoticed. Probably. Probably.